This is episode nine of The Flying Sign with Joe Clady. Now, right off the bat, I want to extend my most sincerest of apologies. Uh, I missed a week. I missed last week. I didn't get an episode in. Uh, but it wasn't because I didn't have it. It was because I had uh, the internet connection of a uh, small Indian village in the 1800s. So I had no connection, no way of, of really getting anything out. Um, I mean, I, I could have, but it probably would have taken three days to upload. Uh, and it probably would have failed anyways. So because of that, I have two episodes this week. So uh, both a part one and a part two from my fishing expedition with my, my good friends. Uh, we were in Ontario last week, about 12 hours north of the border, deep, deep, deep woods. And it was fun. So I brought my stuff up there. Uh, part one here is with my good, good friend, Chris Egbert. We go back to when we were babies and now we have babies. Uh, not together, of course, but um, maybe some some people may have thought that that was maybe in our stars uh, together, um, but it is not. So we were able to get away for a little bit, uh, spend some time with with everybody, and and get drunk and and get some fish. So before I get into that, Chris and I touch on this briefly, and you'll hear it. But but there's something about. Uh, fishing to me, um, I don't know, it, it gets me in my heart. And that sounds stupid, like, you know, why does killing an animal, uh, why does it touch your heart? There, there's something about it, and I'm sure many of you have that, that influence. Uh, when it, Anyone who's ever fished has had someone teach them how to do it, whether it's a parent uh, for me, it was a grandparent and it was my grandpa, my mom's dad. And I don't know. I just, every time I, every time I cast or like the, especially the first cast and like get on the water, it's like, you know, I mean, it's like I'm doing it with him and I don't know, there's something just really profound about it. And I know there's, there's no, there's no utility in, in, uh, longing and dwelling on that. I mean, it's been, it's been 15 years this year that he passed and, uh, and he went, I mean, we fished earlier the year he died. So, I mean, it was, it was a quick thing, but, um, you know, I just, anytime I, I cast and anytime I fish, it, it just, I just feel that connection with him. Not saying that they're, you know, he's the angel pushing our boat along or anything like that, but it's just, um, it's a connection you feel, and I'm, I'm sure that it, whoever has caught a fish or has ever uh, attempted to go fishing uh, feels that connection with uh, the person that showed them that, especially if they're no longer here with us. So, you know, here's to you, Grandpa. It was, it was a good year. So before I get any farther, uh, I wanted to say viewer discretion is advised, <laughs> and I say that not to be a douchebag or make this thing seem more legitimate than it is, but I'm being serious, especially in part two, which you'll hear, and I'll, I'll make the same reminder, but we talk about the ugly aspects, at least Chris and I do here, about the ugly aspects of fishing and, and, and cleaning it and bait and, and things of that nature. So if you're a little squeamish 
uh, you know, just, just be mindful of that. And if you're not, and you got a problem, Chris and I go into it, but if, I mean, think about the food that you eat and the conditions that it's in. Uh, we were able to feed ourselves every night and every morning and lunch uh, for an entire week by things that we caught. And um, I don't know, it, it's a real beautiful thing. I was able to bring home a good amount back with me over the border. And last night, I had my parents and my grandma and Joe and Genevieve. We, I just, I, I cooked this big fish fry, a bunch of uh, diced up little home fries, big salad, and a bunch of the fish that I caught. And I, I fed my daughter with something that I hunted, uh, cut, and cooked. And I don't know, there was something, something that clicked in my head a little bit about doing that. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's the way to live because not everybody can live like that, but I don't know. There was something animalistic in me that like kind of took over for a second where I almost let out a involuntary grunt, like of satisfaction and contentness, just "Mm, daughter eat food. I don't know. I don't know. It was a weird thing, but I, I I felt proud to do that. Um, so I don't know something to think about. So again, so this is Chris Egbert and myself. This is the part one. We This was the very last night we were up there. It was midnight. We were getting up at 4 to make the 16-hour trek back to Indianapolis. So uh, got this in while we still could. Uh, talk about a lot of stuff. So so just give it a listen and, and, and be watching for part two that comes along uh, in the next couple days. So again, this is the Live from Ontario podcast of The Flying Sign, part one with Chris Egbert. Boom, baby. We live in Ontario. It's Ontario, right? Yeah, Ontario. So, where are we in relation to another city? What uh, city is this, technically? There is. This is not, not a city. We're 30... It has to be a city. No, no it's nothing. We're 36 miles from Long Lac. Well, which what's is, the address to this place? It's got to be... It's, Highway, yeah, just something oh. Highway 11. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, which is the most north highway. It runs east and west, but it's the most north highway in Ontario, I believe. I don't know about any other province in Canada, but it's it's pretty far north. So we're like 30 kilometers from Long Lac, 400-some from Thunder Bay. No, 400 kilometers. Do you say kilometers? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 400 kilometers from Thunder Bay, which yeah. is where... Our dumbass friend left early. We'll get into that. Yeah. So, all right, man. Uh, so we're here in in Ontario, deep woods, getting eaten alive, sitting in the cabin on our very last night at eleven thirty, uh, getting ready to make the what? How many hours is the drive from Indy? It's about sixteen. Sixteen. Fuck me. So on the way up, so we stopped in Kalamazoo to get your uncle. Mm-hmm. Partied that night in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the old goat. Old goat. That was fun. First time there. Great time. We got drunk as shit. Yeah, got we ripped just, off by the dollar beers. Yeah, we just kind of go do do the drinking and watch Jake do his thing on the dance floor. Jakey boy, getting it. And then we left from there, drove eight hours to Wawa, mm-hmm. Canada, and then the next morning uh, got here. So now we're then we were here and. 
Yeah, I just wanted to do this. Yeah, I guess it's not technically live, but just do a on location podcast while we're still here, uh, even if it is our last day, and just kind of recap all the shit we've done here. So I want to get into first just fishing in general, like why we both like it or why you like it first of all. So, like, you guys have been coming here for nine years. Mm-hmm. Not, not in your straight, but since I was 14, this yeah, is our since first 2005, Yeah, yeah it, years in between. Mm-hmm. So, like, what keeps you guys coming back here at least? A lot of different things. Um, well, I've been, we've, I've been fishing since I was probably five with my dad. And then I've done fishing trips. David, who's with us, he's, we've gone to Real Foot, Tennessee, a few times and uh i mean my grandpa was a big fisherman too and david and my dad used to go all the time isn't that kind of like a everyone has like their grandpa or dad or, or some sort of like not everyone i guess but anyone that fishes has that male influence pass it down that passes it down mm-hmm. it, it's really rare when you just have someone that's just like i like to fish and i think I have fuller's no that why. way though fuller likes to fish but i think because we kind of got him well, into I would, it. but even then like he has that male influence of your dad yeah that's, that's true. kind of filled that yeah role i yeah no one took him fishing before really your dad did and that right. was at, at an early time whether that was on small lakes or eventually lake daddy. Up, yeah lake daddy that little tiny lake and just Bloomfield, some guy's yeah. backyard yeah. and then to now in canada uh, so what are we fishing for up here? Uh, what do we catch? Northern, Northern Pike, um, walleye, which we, we try to catch them. Um, it seems like the other guys only can bring back 50 Yeah, which or is catch weird. 50. And we have, a. I mean, this, like I said, it's our, my ninth time coming up here and we have done, we've never done well fishing for walleye up here ever. We, we get those Northern though. We get a lot of Northern. So you, this is the first year now that this crew has the trophy that David got. Yeah. So we always have a big fish contest and usually it's always a Northern that wins it. So uh-huh. it's been anywhere from, well, cause it's been weight in the past. Yeah. Right? We've, we've done it by weight and we've done it by length. And this year was length. And this year was length. Um, which Steve Hansen, God, that fish was, it was big. Beautiful. First day too. Yeah. First day, first day. Tell, tell the size. It was a David. What was it? 11. 11 pound fish, 37 inches long, which is the biggest fish anyone of, of our group has ever caught. And I mean, just imagine that. That you can't compare it to any, you know, saltwater fish or anything like that. You're well, not, right, but even but for most people that that are just Midwest, right, just you're used casual, to bluegill, you're, catfish. Yeah, to, which I mean, even then, you can. I've caught catfish that are, you know, which aren't even that big compared to like Fuller caught a 30 pound catfish one time. Granted, it was in a pay lake, right, but. I mean, I've caught catfish. You caught a thirty-pound catfish. Yeah. How they do you use bluegill heads. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then, but I mean, for a pike, that's a decent-sized pike. And how how old do you say that you thought that fish was, David? Uh, probably fifteen. Years Fif- old, fifteen. I thought you said twenty-five. Well, uh, they live over that. Oh, okay. They, so they they can. So live that one, the, given its size, has got to be, you know, an '80s baby. It's an old fish. Potentially. Which is well, just crazy. That's, that's a little old. Well, I guess the we're 25. So, 29 the record here on this lake, yes, 29 pounds. 29 pounds. 29 pounds. And 52, no, 49 inches. That's 49. unbelievable. God damn, that's so the big. The biggest fish I've ever caught here was like nine pounds and 37 and a half inches. It was like an. Right off the reeds. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. 
This so just say like 37 inches, just, just to, for people to, like, that's over three feet. A meter stick. And like, yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So yeah, your yardstick, yeah. just that you're holding up. Like that's a big fucking it's a big, animal. It's a that big, you're, and, that and you're, not only that those things are just, there's, if you've never seen a pike, just, it's almost like a, an, it's an eerie looking creature. Uh-huh. I mean, it's real long. I mean, some of them have some girth to them, but real long, it's got these this prehistoric looking head. It's like an alligator face. Almost, almost yeah. And they got these big ass teeth. And uh-huh. um, they're just, pike are really interesting. I mean, I love them. I mean, exactly. The wolf of the lake. Except, you know, yeah. And they, but they're, they're lone hunters and they're just so aggressive. Like we, we've thrown, you know, bait in that are as, you know, maybe nine to 12 inches long, artificial. And these freaking pike, some of them are the same size, and they're coming out there trying to eat this. They're trying, they're coming out here trying to eat this freaking, you know, this bait. Or we'll be, you know, cleaning our fish like the one that I cleaned today. Mm-hmm. You know, I caught a seven pound fish today, thirty two inches long, which is and a, that's be- fucking big. It too. was, a, it was a nice. It's not the fish. winter, but like that's still no, a good and that's size. the thing. That's it was like disappointing because you were in the boat with me, and uh-huh. we brought it in. We knew it was a big fish, but uh-huh. it was nothing compared to the one Steve caught. I know, but that's just. Yeah. He just got lucky. Yeah. I mean, catching the big fish is mostly luck. I mean, right. you have to fish for a big fish. Yeah, you got to know how to do it yeah, and know what to use. You can fish the reeds and usually catch a lot of smaller ones. So what was in the gut of that one you opened? I, what did I catch that on? I caught that on a minnow. Uh, a, right. a minnow is probably four-inch minnow, five-inch minnow. And I cut it open to, to get the meat, and the stomach got cut open also. And it had a perch in it no this is the one from yesterday on flint the one okay. from yesterday had a it, this was a four and a half pounder and it had a, a perch in it which was probably six to seven inches long uh-huh. just a little it had guy. Craw, three crawl deads in it and then it went after my little mouse lure that i've been using yeah, little stewart it's an unquenchable oh tell oh hold on oh, well finish the yeah like but it. yeah i mean it just they just never stop eating and they're uh-huh. just so aggressive they eat their own um and it, it's just fun to watch them. They're, they they just they're so fast, and they just dart out of nowhere, and, and they fight, and they fight like hell. Well, once you get them into like, the, especially the ones you keep. I mean, we've had to knock them out just so we can get the hook out. Like we do it to the ones we keep. Right. I don't want people to think we're just at least you and I yeah. aren't just mutilating them. We throw them back if we don't keep them. We try and take care of them. But if it's a lost cause and we hook them. You, you know, gotta kind of pound them. You gotta give them a little head contusion. Yeah, just just so they can get calmed down. But then you end up eating them anyway. So it's, I mean, we don't waste them. They go. We either throw them back, or if we fuck them up too bad, and you know, and we didn't want them, then we use we'll, them for bait. Well, yeah. illegally, I guess. Illegally. But, I mean, no one cares. I mean, that's what they eat. They that's eat, what they, they eat. eat perks, gonna, they they eat. were gonna get eaten anyway. I mean, it's illegal right. to use game fish to fish. Right. I mean, even in Indiana, it is. Right. So, but I mean, if you think about it, I mean, that's their food chain. So right. it's not like, and it, it I don't was, give a shit. To right. Be quite honest. We, we may or may not have done that. Yeah. So. I did. I'll just admit <laughs> it. Uh, so then let's talk about then what we use. You mentioned that rat. Yeah. I, I follow a thing on Instagram. It's called like, I think it's called Pike Teen Lures or something like that. And, uh, they use all kinds of bait and they're always showing these monster fish. They're championship level fish. And they've been using these rats. And I was like, that's interesting. So I went to Bass Pro Shop, got myself a rat. I just thought it was going to be a joke. Didn't think it was going to work, which, you know, I didn't use it. Real, I used it a few times this year. I didn't really start using it until yesterday when we were at Flint. And uh, 
damn, I ran out of my my live bait because you can't you can't beat live bait. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously they got the smell. They and if it's they got the movement, they got the, they movement, got the look, right. the real look. So we ran out of our live, and I was just like, "Well, screw it, I'm gonna mess with the rat." And it's fun because usually when we're using like spoons or any underwater bait, you can't really, unless you have polarized glasses and they're close to the boat, you can't yeah, really. Yeah, it's a clear day. Yeah, and it's, it's got to be a clear day, not too windy. You uh-huh. can't really see the fish attack. Uh-huh. But when it's on, when you got used in top water bait and you just. Which is what that was. Which is, yeah. Which a, means it was floating. Exactly. Was, and it kind of just skips across the uh-huh. top of the water. It doesn't and, have the design. Like there's a lot of those that float on top, but once you reel it in, it's got that nose on it that brings it yeah, down. Yeah, that lip, little spoon Yeah, that lip. lip. Yeah, and so this. It just pretty much looked like a dog toy. I thought it was a joke too. But it looked real. It looked real, but it looked. I mean, it had a nice little tail to it. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it just it moved, looked like a rubber toy. It moved great on top of that water. Uh-huh. It was really nice. I mean, it was rubber and a piece of crap. I knew it was after four or so fish because those fish, like I said, they got those big ass teeth and they was gonna tear it up. But, but it hit. It hit like four times in yeah. a row, and these I mean, decent sized pike, and it was just awesome to watch them like come out of the breach the water. And just you know, a hit like, it like, like crazy. great whites or great whites. Exactly, uh-huh. exactly. It was so cool. And did well. That made me wonder. So, like what you were talking about, what was all in the in the belly of that one? Yeah, I mean, I mean they they must perch, go for rats. Crawled eggs, you know, well, they go mu- th- they go for ducks, little baby ducks, like the loons and shit that yeah, are out lo- there. Or loons, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, and the, we don't get any muscalunes in uh, in this lake. But the muskie, man, they get bigger than the pike, and uh-huh. they're the same same kind of uh, build, um, and they eat small mammals and waterfowl and all kinds of stuff. And um, but it, it, this is the first year I've ever used topwater bait, and I'm deaf. When I come back, I don't know when it's gonna be, but I'm definitely gonna bring some more topwater bait. Yeah, it's awesome to watch them hit it. Well, now let's talk about the live bait then. Which again, oh, as, before we get into this, if you are weak. About or if you support PETA, or if yeah, I mean we're already talking about and you know uh, if for those who have been listening, I'm not some like crazy gun nut hunting, but like I I ate a lot of I every meal I had had food that I hunted in it. So if unless you're a vegetarian or vegan, like you can't. That's a that's the thing that pisses me off. Like people, I'm sure people are gonna talk shit about the like I'll post a picture of us with our fish. And people are like, I did it last year, and someone commented, or commented like, "That's murder." What? And when we went to Tennessee, yeah, it was caught? that cat I caught, that catfish. Who? who caught I'll it? tell you later. But like, that's uh, bullshit. But you know, it's like you're eating, you're going to McDonald's or, or whatever, and like, what kind of meat is that? So like, I get it if you're a vegan or vegetarian. Like, yeah, then that's I, that's totally fair. But if you're eating processed. There's meat. nothing more natural than catching your own food. And, and we're catching eating it today. It. Yeah. And we're not wasting it. I mean, like, wait, the oldest fish we ate was like two and a half days old. Right. And wait, exactly. And then like we you caught and we cleaned. So. Like you're cutting into a piece of fish that's almost as thick and 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 tight as like a chicken breast. Mm-hmm. You don't get that from like freezer bags from Kroger. Right. All that's, I mean, they're sitting in, in pens. You know, they're not moving around. They're just sitting there. So, of course, it, you know, you, people are just so used to flaky uh, like melty fish that whenever you get like tilapia farm raised. Tilapia. Right. And then we got this shit, man. It's like, it's chewy. It's and, a good I piece mean, these of lakes, meat. Like you said, the closest town is 30 miles away. You don't get any, there's nobody up here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, and the, the closest town that is 37 miles away, it's 
it's a com- combination of four other towns, and it's forty seven hundred people population. Right. Yeah, I mean, and you're and this is on a lake that's seventy miles long. Mm-hmm. Granted, that's not where we're at, but I mean, so you don't get anybody up here. It's pretty damn secluded, right? And the water is just crystal clean. Mm-hmm. It's so clear. It's you're not- it's you're. I mean, besides the highway that runs right by the lake, I mean, you're pretty much in the wilderness. Right. And and even, like, that did kind of bother me. I was like, I kind of wish I would. But, like, it's still just a highway. Yeah. You know, it's not like there's a restaurant on the water no or anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's not, yeah. Even in town, really, there's, there's nothing. There's one restaurant in town, one grocery store, and one liquor store, right. which kind of sucks, but... So, so, anyway, so, yes, if you were squeamish about this. So, anyways, there's this lure that they sell here that I, when I came in 2008 was my first time being exposed to it. And so what it is, is like just a, it's simple, but it has, it's just a long, probably what seven inch little metal wire with a little loop and this double hook that you can take the hook in and out of this hook. So you take it out and it's got these beads and like a spinner, uh, like real fluorescent color. So it gets the attention and you take your minnow, which is just a little fish, probably, about, probably two, three inches. Uh, uh, I mean, you, we've used. You know, you, I mean, they're bigger than that. They're like they're like four to five inch minnows. Yeah. Well, I, I, I it varies at yeah. least here. You yeah, can get larger is. or small. Right. But it, so, when you when you say like a two to three inch minnow, you don't you usually don't feel bad when you're hurting something that's real tiny. But the bigger it is, obviously, well, you always yeah. kind of feel a little bit well, worse. Well, because you're it. getting that fight in your hand. Exactly. Like, so help, anyway, help. Yeah, stop you, it. <laughs> exactly, because you're closing their mouth. You gotta like, yeah, fuck me. You gotta threat. You put it in their mouth, the wire, and then it comes out their asshole. And yeah. then you put the hook on, and like, yeah, it's rough. But like, I don't know. It, it like at first it did bother me like there's like this 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 uh, uh, what's what would be the word like just the sort of curve that it takes to get used to just the the dirt and the bugs and the balance in the Fucking water and, and the and the you know the the hooking minnows and worms and you know getting hooked yourself and I don't know. It like took me a while to kind of just be like, I'm just doing this. Yeah, you, you gotta know? be, you, you gotta really like to fish right. when you come up here. I mean, it's not a, uh, not a recreational lake. You are only up here with fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, the, the camp we're in, uh, there's only about nine cabins. So not that many boats. So, mm-hmm. and you're on a, we're on a lake that's about six miles long, a mile wide, but it also has a small Creek that connects to another, uh, beautiful, really secluded lake that Joe's going to want to talk about later. We'll get into that. But, um, I mean, yeah, like you said, you got to really be a fisherman to, and it took you a second. It even took me. Yeah. You have to get broken in. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I've done this before and it like was still just, you know, shoving that wire down that fish's mouth and you can just feel that minnow's mouth and you can just, feel the bones crunching until right. you stick it out their ass yeah <laughs> it's just it's brutal but like event you know at the first few i was just you know you kind of hold your breath like as it goes through you <laughs> it's like an empathetic moment but then at, eventually you're just but fuck you you're my bait yeah fuck you you're my bait and like i need you to catch big don't judge me i'm telling you like that's how any food that you eat that's how it's being done and like whether you like to think about it or not don't don't judge us because I know people will. They'll hear this, oh, that poor innocent thing. Unless you are hardcore vegan, and even like when it comes to the material that you buy, because that's what people forget about too, is like it's not just the food you eat. It's the products that you buy and what is contained in adhesives and even like, fuck, tattoo ink. Like there's so much shit 
that's that's that can t- you know I'm just I'm ranting but I'm just saying like I just know people are gonna bitch yeah, who, cares? Uh, who cares who gives a fuck but uh, uh, so yeah that, that that hits hard and you throw that out and that's got good weight on that just that it looks like a minnows on there because it is but mm-hmm. it, it swims like one it gets the attention of one get the smell it gets got the smell uh, and it's got I mean those they're while they're still alive they're vibrating right like they're swimming and that's what gets attention too because they they can feel the the hits in the water, right? Mm-hmm. Like and well, the, another thing that we didn't use this year that we have in the past is just uh, steel fishing, and you just what's put, that? It's you've done it. You just get a big bobber. What Jacob used to do all the time is just basically you get a big ass bobber and you put a a big minnow on there, five six inch minnow, oh, and, and just you hook let it, it swim. The, yeah, but you hook it right through the top of the back with the big eagle hole, and you just throw it out there, and you just wait. And it just swims. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just see, you see, you see your bobber kind of just kind of, you know, starting uh-huh. doing like a circle. Taking back little and forth. hits. Yeah. Because they, they, they kind of mess with it sometimes. And then it just goes under. And, and then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. Bloop. And just, yeah. yeah, down. Man, that's a feeling. That I, it's the that's, best. I, it's the best. Bobber feeling is fun too. Like it's, I know a lot of people think it's, you know, it, it's not as fun, but like. If you're lazy. It, right. Right, but there's the look of that though. Like there's this visual thing because I can't. I mean, you were able to see. I, I know most of it was my glasses, but like I couldn't see if something was following my line up to the boat. Right, and but with that bobber, it's a visual thing that you just see. Like did it, did it do, and then it goes, mm-hmm. and then it's just like okay, here we go. So I don't know. I mean, you're right, and it's good to have as like a backup, like you were doing. Just you know, you have your main line that you're casting, mm-hmm. but then you have this one that's right just as supplement yeah i always use two poles i just i mean have one in the in the water just kind of sit there with the bobber and then just cast i love to cast i love to be on the move i love hitting different reeds and hitting different rocks and just just going you know Mm -hmm. and i just hate sitting in one spot and that's part of my personality too i just can't sit still but well i mean fuck when we were moving around we anytime we would move first cast or maybe the second cast immediately. bam immediately sometimes as soon as the water the bait hits the water mm-hmm. boom we had good days too like we on our days we were like it was really in our head if if we wanted them we were hitting 15 we on hit, days we didn't really care like we were tired right like today like to, but like even then we still got what five or six six i mean that's a, a slow person day. it is a slow day but we were not there very long because we got caught in that storm yeah. which we'll talk about <laughs> But I mean, Flint, you always do better. I mean, it's just because, like we said, it's an untouched lake. Basically, you have to take a river to get to it. So, so let's talk about Flint then. So we are on Clots, uh, which is where our, the nine cabins sit, and we're all the boat stock. And then, so so halfway down Clots, there's this channel that opens up. It, is it a river or it's a creek it's a creek i mean it kind of opens up it's a up six into mile a, creek and yeah. it can open it opens up as much as a half mile long, right I think. yeah but it but at the at the head of it where you have to get through like right off the bat is 20 feet wide and there's probably about 100 yards of rapids of rapids and heavy rocks and dangerous rocks mosquitoes to where you can't even breathe without getting them into your mouth like i was questioning whether or not like the first time I, I, like I wanted, to, I got, I was getting mad, mad, mad. Then I was actually feeling myself get sad. <laughs> like I was like, I cannot see, I cannot even focus on what I'm doing. I'm like when I was having a row, cause I went down the first one, 
So we had three boats the first time, the first day we went with, uh, what, uh, seven people in it mm-hmm. in between the three. And so we're having to like let each boat go down at one or at uh, separate times. And I'm in the first or second one and I'm having to row. And then I had to row back to get Jake out of his boat and, get, and bring it to shore because the rapids are pushing it farther down. Yeah, basically you gotta, you, these rapids, uh, you know, you, you approach this, this opening and you see all this water going downhill and there's just, you, you're not supposed to ride these boats down, down the rapids because you, know, can, you, can, you can fuck them up and you can hurt the motors, you can hurt, the, you, can, you can put a hole in the boat. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, everyone's gotta get out of their boat, you gotta take these, you know, these ropes that are about 100 yards long and you tie them to your boat and then you just kinda guide them down the rapids and. They get caught. Yeah, all the time. So yeah. you, get a, you gotta get a, a dumbass like Jordan. Yeah, who so we had our friend Jordan in there just completely, I mean, just he took his shirt off. Just wear, I mean, he was wearing jeans the second time, yeah. which could not have been comfortable. He didn't want to do that, but he just, he, he got to, <laughs> he just knew he had to. Yeah. So, uh, so, so you have, you have to have somebody in and, to guide the boat and down. To like, yeah, while someone else is guiding the, the rope down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we get out. So we push through after just everyone's getting swarmed. And some of the guys had those, uh, those nets that went over their, their caps mm-hmm. and no, God damn it. I was like, I had no idea they had those till like all of a sudden they're like, Oh, bugs do, 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 do. And had this awesome face net. I've been coming here for nine years and my dumb ass has never thought about that. Did and they, he's got, no, they didn't every tell year? me. No, every, this is the first year that they pulled it, pulled oh, it out. Okay. And you know, I'm like, well, what the fuck? Why don't you guys tell me about the nets? Right. I'm like, well, aren't you a grown ass adult? Yeah. That's like, what yeah, the whole mosquitoes it. in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like Steve said, some of these mosquitoes could like literally take away a small child. They're oh yeah, so just big. between the swarm of them. Yeah, like they, and they're just ruthless. Like I saw Jordan, like I was telling you before, he was looking at me like like I was asking him something to hand me something because we're still trying to finagle the boats down or get ready to come back up, and he's looking at me with he had just his t-shirt on that was soaking wet. He turns around to get whatever I was looking for. <laughs> he had like. 50 mosquitoes i'm not shitting you like 50 mosquitoes just on his back trying to find their way in and i just like i didn't even know what to say like i was gonna try and swipe him off but it was like we were all doing shit i was like right. he's already fucked yeah i mean At they're all point, over his arms late. yeah it's too late and, it, and he'd already been through the river one day already, yeah that was so already, yeah, already that was the second alive. day yeah. and his arms god damn it they were just covered yeah covered and that was from that i mean the bugs are bad up here in camp but not nearly as thick mm. as they are down there it's terrible but as soon as you get going i mean it, you know they're still around they still kind of yeah but once you're moving they don't they don't bother you, you can at least get the ones that are around you because yeah. somehow they still kind of stay in your in the boat in the boat i don't know if it's like a weird air it's trap. gotta be yeah, because they it's can't like these keep horse up. flies. You're freaking. You're traveling on the on the. I mean, our boats are only nine point nine Yamahas, so uh-huh. they only go. I think they max out like seventeen miles per hour. But I mean, that's a horse fly a in the fly. middle of the, in the middle of the lake. That's a mile. You know, the closest land is a mile away, and you just see these horse fly traveling right next to you, trying to fucking bite your ear off. Yeah. So I don't know. It has to, but that doesn't make sense since it's an open boat. Like you said, though, it's some air. It's some somehow something over my head. Yeah, we're stupid. Yeah. But uh, so then, yeah. So we get past the mosquito part after after those rapids, uh, and then put. I mean, but then there's still the rocks. There are gigantic boulders. Even once you get into the main lake, where you need to have a lookout on front, just partially, maybe you know, an inch below the top of the yeah, surface. Yeah. So 
your your boat's obviously sitting below that. So if you if you fucking if you're going full speed and you hit that, you sink your boat. Unless you unless you see a wake over it or a buoy, which there was maybe there's like only two or three. Two. Yeah. Like this isn't this isn't some resort like where you get a guide you're out literally there in the middle or, of nowhere. Or there's signs. Like it is like deep wilderness. And I guess I forgot that since the last time I was here. But it is like deep wilderness shit to where like there's no thing you sign before you get out or like instructions. It's just kind of like, well, these are the boats you take here. What day you want to go? Right. And then you go. Right. And you just kind of have to do Granted, it. Granted, I mean, I don't think he goes through the rules anymore with us because he's he knows we've come up nine years. Right. But but, but still, he's not taking every newbie out there true. to show him how to that's do very it. Very true. You know, he just, just kind of tells you, hey, this is what you got to do. Right. This Good is luck. where it's at. Yeah. yeah. And just kind of says this. This rock. And he's, he's got, he built a, an outpost out there. And, uh, there, there's no cabins. There's out no there. cabins out there. So he built an outpost. just kind of like, you know, an extra little incentive to come to his resort. Cause you can, you, I mean, it's almost as good as a fly in, you know, it's right. very secluded. Yeah. There's they've, nothing they've come, out there. They've come in there and seen, you know, bears had been in and raided the cabin. Obviously no one was there, but there's right. bear claws everywhere and shit. Like, so I mean, you're, it's you know, deep shit. It's, yeah. yeah, there's no guards. There's no fence. Mm-mm. You know, it's and you you're, you got the fish, the the fish cleaning tent or hut or whatever you want to call it, cabin yeah. or whatever the fuck it's called, and you know, sitting there twenty yards away, and they're they extremely at the outpost. Like you need to get rid of your fish because that obviously it just attracts anything. To even after you like yeah, after you clean them after you, oh, the guts, after you clean, oh, all the, the guts. guts. Yeah. Well, hell, that would be good. You know, you take them in. 50 yards at least they'll they'll come to that first yeah you know that'll get their attention yeah so anyway so we get in there and you have to look out for rocks but eventually you get past up. that and then man that lake is a fucking maze like this it's at least just kind of windy but there's not the the uh the fingers right man those it gets if you've never we, been out there it's confusing as hell it is you, you'll get lost so easy and there, like we went to lake cumberland in tennessee last right. year and those fingers, at least, like if if I remember right, don't branch off into multiple tiny fingers. Mm-mm. You know, you can always if you go down a finger, you just come back to the main snake of the lake. Exactly. Like this, it it's you keep you can just keep going and going and going. I, I need to look at an overview of it and just kind of it's awesome. See how crazy it is. Yeah. Uh, but we killed it there. Sixty fish, sixty I think, total uh, between the the six of us. Can't Jake, Jake it, didn't catch shit, but well, it was five of us. Uh, the second day. That's right. So four between four people and well, sixty fish. We probably got more than that. I know I got more than fifteen. Your yeah, dad got here. easily. Yeah, I got fifteen. We were probably pushing eighty. Yeah, so uh, I mean that's a good day. Uh, yeah, that is a good day. So then we have to come back. So this is ten hours worth of fishing. We come back, go up the same channel. Now getting down, you just kind of. I mean the the you let the water take. Yeah, the, the water's doing the work. Yeah. And you know it might get hung up, but all you give it a little elbow shrug, and then it's it bounces off and it carries the rest of the way. Get back up, man! That, that sucks. kicked my ass. And you did. It. You did. I, I mean, I have to admit, I didn't do nearly the amount of work that you and Fuller did. Well, I didn't want to get in the water, so I didn't mind doing my part. Right. So because like th- that year I went last time, I slipped on those rocks and like it fucking hurt. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to fuck with that. So what you have to do is you take, you know, you're at the bottom of the rapids. You take that long run rope, walk it up the probably 200 feet, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I said uh, 100 up. yards earlier. So okay. Okay. I mean, so, yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, yeah. Probably close to that. And so up, up to the top where it 
just starts to open up down into the rapids. You're not, I mean, you're not just, you're walking it up freaking pointy ass oh, rocks yeah, yeah, covered in moss. And yeah, there's Because no I can't path. take the, because the, the, there is kind of like an easier, I mean, it's not a blazed trail, right. but it, there's an easier path, but I got to take it the hard way so the rope doesn't get caught through the tree. So you got to take it actually up the rapids. Uh, I mean, I try and stay to the side so I don't fall in, but I mean, it's, you know, I'm just teeter-tottering around hoping that a rock's not loose and you eventually get to, to flatter ground and then there's that giant rock like right at the top with, I mean, it doesn't have a notch, but it, it kind of does, I mean, enough to where like it would work. It wasn't put there by anybody, but you just make do and that's, that's another part of it. You just have to like, you have to use your resources. Yeah, use what you got. And so uh, you, I ran the rope around that top of that big rock and just you know, heave, oh, and just pull, pull up these rapids. And then you and Jordan just... The meathead and you came out. There, it really did, man. I was feeling like Viking-level shit. It was awesome. <laughs> but like I had to do it three times the first day, and that put me down. Yeah, no, it's hard. It's not easy. But, I mean, how does it make you feel like such a pussy when... Uh, Bert does it by himself. Yeah, that's the thing. He came back to that's the Bert's the owner. He's of this the place. owner of this place, and uh, we saw him when we were staying on this lake today. We saw him heading down that channel by himself. And we're like, he must not be going too far. He comes up and talks to us today. We're like, oh, we saw you going down Flint. How'd you do that? He's like, well, I just just did it. How'd you get the boat back up? I just, pulled it up. I just pulled it up. It's like you are a man. Yeah. You just are a man. Talk about the the one of the a man's man. Like yeah. that guy. He you know he's from Maine. Big old handlebar mustache. Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck would be embarrassed. Oh yeah. I mean this oh, yeah. guy. I I was trying to grow a mustache for this trip so I could be like Bert. And I mean other. He's a humble man though. He is a humble man. Yeah, he wouldn't. He was not gonna flex his uh, yeah. his man card or anything like that he's he's a good guy yeah he anyway, runs a great camp but but even then like at the at the big potluck we had here in camp you know every, he's this big hunter bear hunter fisher but at the same time he's doing this uh raffle for uh uh, it's not charity. Uh, what's the? No, it's for the. It's for their rights. It's for the hunting. And, yeah, and fishing. yeah. Right? I know. I was just trying to think of the, the word. But he was doing a raffle for conservation rights and 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 ensuring that, uh, that their rights of hunting and fishing wouldn't be taken away. Right, but they, also to ensure that it's not being uh, exploited or like you know poachers or whatever that that it's being enforced properly and, right. and that it's not being either uh, too strict or too relaxed because once you start doing either one that's when the crime falls into place I don't know it's just kind of cool he's just a cool dude he's a very um, cool dude if anybody is into fishing especially if you can handle it for like five days six days and and you want to get away you know the nice thing about coming up here is you don't have cell phone service. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get Wi-Fi if you're lucky. If you're lucky. Enough to maybe FaceTime. Yeah, um, and it's just, but it's terrible. I mean, it's not. But it's, it's terrible. It's, terrible it's enough connection. to just make sure people don't know right. you're dead. You know, it's call the wives and the kids and you right. see what's going on. But, you know, I mean, I've talked to Cassie maybe, you know, FaceTime maybe three or four times. Mm -hmm. A lot of it's, you know, bad timing. Can't get a hold of her. She can't, I mean. Right. And I'm not sitting by our front, my phone here. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's just nice to get away from work. Get we'll away. tell the name of it just in case people want to check F it out. Uh, yeah, so if you want to check it out, if you're a big fisherman, it's Flint Wilderness Resort. And, uh, a and week he says resort just because that's what it's, it's not called. A it's not resort. a resort, but we're not talking down about it. No. It's just not like the 
sandals resort. No TVs, they, no they, hot tubs, they, no pools, nothing yeah, like that. They, they share the same word. One phone in the, in the whole camp. Yeah. I mean, you bring your cell phone, but like I said, you don't you don't want to pay. I mean, they have cabins. We, we can cook and stuff in here, but it's, you know, it's it's a... It's it's not a resort. Right. It's, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a fishing lot. It's, it's a, a fishing, fishing camp. Camp, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, and oh shit, I forget what we were talking about. So we were coming back up Flint talking about Bert. Oh yeah, Bert. Yeah, just a good guy. But yeah, like I said, if you like to if you like to fish, this is a definitely a good place to to, to check out. And uh, yeah, shut up. And we cut. playing with that thing keeps making noise. <laughs> um, yeah. So we found them out at the boat sport and travel show, and they're just it's a it's a really really good place. So so. So then let's talk about, so today was our last day and we were out on clots, just the, the lake where all the cabins are and we're doing all right. You caught that big one mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm all this week I had had my rain gear, had my, I wore my boots all week and then this, it was just kind of a chill day. Last day, like, let's just go, you know, just, just try and see what we can get and before we have to come in and pack. And we're getting spit on a little bit as we're going out, but nothing that we're not used to at this point. We hear thunder, though. We hear thunder, but like... Skies are blue. Skies are blue. That's the weird thing about this Canada weather that you know people in Indiana are like, well, just if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. You don't like the season here, wait five minutes. Because <laughs> no it, like, it was... I was getting... I, it, it was sweatshirt, rain jacket, to no shirt. And in literally 10 minutes where it would be blue skies and hot. It's terrible. That sun got so hot. But then it would get, that rain would come in and be big, fat, cold rain. And you'd, you'd bundle up again. And these storms, like we get to the other side of the lake, we're, we're doing good. We're just trolling around, which let's explain trolling real quick. So trolling is a way of fishing where you have your, your line out with your bait on it and, you know, now the term is, is a more of a social media term, but it makes sense here. So this is where the word trolling originates. So you throw your line out there and you just kind of move along till somebody bites. So when people keep hearing the word like, oh, you're an internet troll, what they're doing is they're just throwing a line out there and moving along. Oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. And then someone hits and it's like, oh, I gotcha. And that's what they want. So right. internet troll, we were trolling. And... uh so we see clouds coming in from two different sides and I hear thunder and I see like just not hard lightning, but light to where I know it's out there. And we're talking to some of the guys we've, uh, been up here with just, just seeing what they got. Just saying, Oh, it looks like some shitty weather's coming in. And all of a sudden it hits hard or no, 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 it hadn't hit yet. We just see it coming in those clouds. It looked like, uh, What's it from Harry Potter when they, when they do the? I don't know that shit, dude. I know, but what's it? The the uh, the Voldemort cloud in the sky. It, it reminded like, me of James and the Giant Peach. If you want to get real, it's about <laughs> James and the Giant Peach. Sorry, when he uh, when he's coming into New York City, and you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, it's been it, a while, it was. Oh, the Rhino cloud. Yeah, the Rhino yeah, cloud. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, that's actually a better analogy. Yeah. So the Rhino cloud's coming in, but we got two coming in. And no rain yet, but we can see, like it bends. It's a windy lake, like I said, but we can see, like we're at one side of the L, and the camp's at the, at the the, at the, the back tip. of the L. Yeah. So we see rain is hitting where camp's at, but we haven't gotten wet yet. I mean, it's a big lake, and Canada's weird. Like we said, it can pass in, in five minutes. So we're like, well, shit. I mean, and so Chris tells 
this story tell tell your previous well, just just i mean one year we were out here and i mean like same thing happened it just turned on you know just in five minutes and we're we're heading back from the very very end of the lake we come around this point the same point actually we came around today which is funny about it but we come around this point and we're heading we got a six mile shot to the lake and it just hits us you know mm -hmm. pouring down rain there wasn't really much lightning i don't recall but the waves, you know, you're in a lake not that big and you got white caps and it was, you know, it was big. And that doesn't happen in lakes really no, unless you're getting, not fucked. unless you're on Lake Michigan or something like that, right, you know? Right. But, um, yeah, so it was, it was intense. It was, but it, that's all, that's, what's fun about this trip. It's all part of the adventure, you know? Right. It's, it's, it's well, about, and then when you were talking that up, that like ignited the fire. Yeah. Was like, Joe's oh, like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to weather the storm. Let's do let's it. Let's do this. Let's do you know? this. And then and the like, first sign it. of lightning, uh, let's go to shore. I didn't say that. I was like, well, what do you think? And then you got scared. Too. I did too. I was like, you, yeah. I saw the first one. I was like, oh fuck. And like, then I wasn't looking, but you saw that second one. I thought you were fucking with me. Whoa, you were like, oh, shit. And so. Well, my neighbor literally got yeah, electrocuted yeah. in the middle of a lake on a on a fishing boat. And our boats are aluminum boats, you know. Uh -huh. So we're the only thing out there. You know, good chance that if there's a lightning around the area, you could yeah, get struck. Yeah, come there. So it's like, and he got paralyzed, and then he died seven years later. So right. it's like, I have a baby boy. I'm not going to do this right. shit. I'm going to go to shore. Right. So we're just getting and we, we get close to shore just so we're not at least in the smack dab middle so if it's lightning comes maybe a tree will take it first right so we're following just around the bend till we find something to get off on because it, it, it was just a tree line there was nothing to step out and we see just a little bit of rock and that was all we had and fucking had, we just drove it up just that drove bank up and, and hopped anchored and, and and pulled up and uh uh tried to just get get dry then another boat of the guys that we're staying with we hear them coming around they're like is that joe and chris uh because we you know they're fucked too and they're clearly trying to do the same thing they get out come come huddle with well we weren't huddling like in fear but we were kind of tucked it was in like this. that scene in uh without a paddle we were all huddling and like you know real cold <laughs> right, and right no but we get we find just this little patch in the underneath some trees and we stayed pretty dry and it came down Heart, like right before we got off on the bank, it was like, uh, here's another throwback. It's like the scene in Bugs Life, like when the rain comes, like right at the end. I don't remember that. Oh, I'm, a, I'm more of an ants fan. Oh boy, Fuck Bugs Life. <laughs> more of an ants fan, said no one ever. So, uh, so yeah, so like it's all, all of a sudden you just see it come around the bend. Just, I mean, it's raining a little bit, but hold on, really, let's backtrack that for a second. What? Said no one ever. Let's go through the cast of Ants versus Bugs Life. We did go over this. Okay. Ants, Danny Glover. Ants, okay. Sylvester Stallone. Okay. Ants, Woody Allen. Ants, what's the chick's name? You tell me. I don't know. We talked about it earlier. I know. Well, you're making the Okay, point what's Ants. Bugs Life? Sharon's, okay, so you got uh, Dave Foley. Don't you know got, him. Oh, you got to know Dave Foley. Who the fuck is he? Uh, he's from News Radio. Don't know it. All right. Well, never mind. So, well, you got Kevin Spacey. Okay, great actor. You got Dennis Leary. Great actor. You Hello, got. Uh, oh damn it! He was from. Uh, he's from Frasier, the brother. Uh, oh Who damn it! He's snoring. snoring. God. Damn. Hey. Hey, you're snoring. <laughs> <laughs> he's snoring. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Uh, James. Uh, damn it! What's his name? I don't know. You tell me. Ah, fuck the Fraser brother, uh, Hayden Penetier as a little kid. Um, 
who played. Okay, it's a it's a good it's a good cast. It's yeah, they got their they got good cast. I don't care. There's action in ants. Danny oh, Glover uh, gets his Bonnie head Hunt uh, plays the spider. Uh, uh, Brad Garrett plays the big bug. It's got a good cast, bro. So you say Bugs Life? <laughs> I say Bugs Life. Fuck you. Well, I guess that's uh, where anyway. we disagree. Anyway, so this water comes around the bend and it's heavy and. Uh, Anyway, so we're huddled in, and eventually it passes like it always did, and it was blue skies, <laughs> blue skies as we just go back in the shore. Pretty pretty dry standing under that uh, mm-hmm. that tree line, and then that was that. And everyone's waiting on us, worried. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew they were going to be, because right. like, that that was a heavy storm. It but it was cool, man. It's that, like, dangerous. I mean, you saw me grinning the whole way home. Like he was the, so pumped. He's like, "Yeah, this is manly shit." Yeah, I felt like fucking like exploring my own food, and I'm eating it, and I'm outside, and it, it wakes. Well, like I said, man, you get into this mode, like even like when you having to step on the on the boat, you have to like. Get it's your, like a Lewis and Clark mode. Yeah, you like have to get your sea legs, and like the very first day, you know, you kind of have to like hold on you're to get Lewis in to my Clark. <laughs> no, you're. I'll be your Sacagawea, baby. Oh. Or no, uh, what's her name? Is it Sacagawea? Um, Pocahontas? No, not Pocahontas. Probably the, I'm the John Smith to your Pocahontas. Okay, that's more that's more like it. Uh, but like, yeah, you have to like break yourself in, and you now I'm if I were to go out to this dock right now, I just hop in like it's nothing. I you know tear a worm in half and give you the other half to put on. Right. Oh, I don't fuck. know. I mean. I don't give a shit about worms. Like, who well, cares? Well, I know. I mean, I no know, one but, feels any sympathy for worms. But it's not. Like a th- you said, though, it was, I think it was you who said, I mean, can you imagine if worms spoke? Because they're just so squirmy when you put them on the hook. Like, uh-huh. like how, you know, well, how they much worse would it feel? They writhe and, like, they actually show, like, physical pain. pain. Yeah. Like, fish just are, you know, they just flip around. Like, the worm is just, like, squirming around. Squirming around, like, it's yeah. all tight and everything. It's I'm just used to worms to dying ever since Fuller was in, like, third grade. And he'd eat, like, he'd, like, swallow Nightcrawler's whole, like. So so let's talk about Fuller then, what he did on this trip. Oh, this kid is crazy. For those of you who know Fuller, I mean, you know he's crazy. Right. But, I mean, he's just. He's not crazy. I mean, in he, his own he's, way. He, he's a wild, he's a wild animal. Untamed. He's, yeah, very untamed and like, in his table manners and, and, and like. He's a savage beast. And just what, how he'll blurt things out to people. And, uh, but anyways, he, we were out there, the three of us, just, I think, trolling around one night and. <laughs> this horse fly just fly is biting his leg. He smacks it off and it lands on the boat. He just takes his fist and just punches it without even missing a beat, picks it up by the wing and is looking at both of us and just without, just not, no pause. But not, not, not a look like sometimes he does. He does a look like, should I do it? Right. But he's like, I'm going to fucking eat this. Yeah, just like watch. And like he puts it in his mouth. As, as it's going to his mouth, I let out just an, an involuntary like, <laughs> as he just does it. And I have no control and like can't, like I'm trying to say no, but like at the same time it grosses me out and just like crunches it up and swallows it. And, and then says, I win. And it's, yeah, and then says, <laughs> I win. God, he's a psycho. And then he, uh, now this, I don't know whether it's good or bad. So we're, Again, if you're squeamish, tune this next couple out. So we're filleting a fish after we come in for the night. It's a wa- it's one of those walleyes, and I was cutting. I cut off that first fillet, and I take it over to do the other fillet, and it and it flips. Still Does a flip still alive? And I was like, fuck, you know, because like you're not. There's no there's no like best practice. I don't think to like. I mean, it was it had not moved once. Right. And I, you thought it was dead. You thought it was dead. And like with most most other animals, I think you you have you you know better. 
and like you're able to see if it's breathing or anything like that. Like there was no gill movement. Like I wouldn't have, I would have waited or maybe done something to make sure it was dead before I did that. But anyways, again, without missing a beat, and I think there were those kids in there, he just like takes his fist and comes down on its head like a couple times and just like ends it, which I guess was merciful. Put it out of his misery. He put it out of its, I mean, it had half its body cut off. Right. And was still kicking around. Right. And, uh, what about the one he did on Flint? And then, fuck, so we're out on Flint. This That that tough one. The Chronicles of Jordan. The Chronicles of Jordan. So it's me and him and Chris's cousin Jake in a boat. And Chris was with his dad. And I, like, was just talking to Jordan. And he caught this fish. And I thought he was going to keep it. But then he's taking it. He takes it off the hook. And I think it, like, hooked, like, flipped. And he got hooked by it. Or made him mad. And he just, like... He's, you know, was just, just, just angry and put it on his seat and just open handed, just smack, smack, smack. It just, it was for any of the walking dead people out there, it was Negan shit. And that was Glenn. It was a brutal sight. And like, (laughs) it was just so brutal. Like you could see it. And and so he. Oh, by the way, I'm across the lake, and I just hear like you know, because you're in the middle of nowhere, like we said, and just sound echoes so far, and I can just hear boom, boom, boom. And I turn around, and I just see Jordan's fist flying up and down. I didn't know he was open handing it. I thought it was just pounding. I was like, dude, that dude's knuckles are gonna break. Uh-uh. No, but, he he made sure. I think after the the fly incident, because he just you know, can't, I mean, it's a fly. There's yeah. no cushion there. Overkill. Yeah, exactly. And so he. Oh my God. He he wanted to use it as bait. And so he cuts in the gut. And so we ended up coming over to you guys. And, uh, I think he put some on it, like put a, I asked for some of the stomach. Yeah. You wanted the stomach and he pulls it out and does that same, a similar look that he did with the fly, but he looks at you and I, and I think you even say like, don't or something like that. I was like, he's going to fucking do this. Yeah. And so he, and it's a big piece of that gut. And he, which his mind was right, but it was totally wrong. Like, so he dips it in the water to rinse it off, which just makes it totally worse. It's lake water. I mean, and, I wouldn't say it makes it worse. There's not much worse than you yeah, can do right. to take a freaking stomach out of a nasty oh, ass pike. It's making me. And these pike, like we said, they're, they're, they're gross and they're long, but they're slimy. They're slimy like, as shit. They, it looks like when you pick them up, I'm not kidding. It looks like a bunch of snot just like mm-hmm. dripping from their skin. Yeah. It may, I mean, if you're holding it in your hand and you open your fingers, you got webbed. Yeah. You're like a frog. Web of snot. Uh-huh. It's disgusting. And, and he guts this thing and is holding it, looks at both of us, dips it in the water, goes to put it in his mouth and like, he, he gags before he even gets it in, but he gets it in and just swallows it whole. And like, I just like, I, I just was without words. I had nothing to say. He's an animal. <sighs> he's an animal. And I know he felt bad about it afterwards. Well, I'm sure he's sitting in the airport right now and that parasite's <laughs> grown in yeah, his I'm stomach. sure he's sitting in the toilet right yeah, now yeah. at the airport. Yeah. Let's uh, talk about uh, some of the pranks that go on. Oh, okay. Trip. Yeah, good. Okay. Uh, so... Starting so from the start, beginning. Yeah, you start. You oh, start. You got it. Okay, so like I said, we have been, I mean, we drove here from Indianapolis, had to stop along the way a little bit to pick some people up in Michigan, uh, but it's a 16-hour drive, and we broke it up over a couple of, of days to just, you know, not feel like complete shit once we got here, um, 
but the guy, uh, Chris's dad and, and one of Chris's cousins, <laughs> they got these magnets and car magnets, car magnets. And so Chris's uncle that, uh, is super liberal, super liberal, uh, which, uh, which I felt for him. I, I like, I, I wondered if at this, at this point now it's too late for me to just be like, Hey bro, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I'm on your team. But like he, uh, uh, they put the Hillary for prison magnet like right on his on the back of his van because he drove he was the other vehicle we drove up here, and so he had that up here this whole time, and just never even never even noticed. But we also had two other magnets, one that said <laughs> "I love gay porn," and then another rainbow butt plug. <laughs> that just magnet. which most people probably wouldn't even know what right, that is. Right, right, right. Uh, but for those that did would be the ones that actually got a kick out of it. Right. Uh, so those were getting just bad. Well, those hadn't been used yet. So we, it was, what happened was, um, when we got to St. Ignace and we went to lunch, um, we had the, the Hillary's for Clinton was used. Uh, and then yeah, that was I took, the whole time. I had the other magnets and we were getting in our car I'm, and I'm driving and I just, and I'm getting in the car and, I see, I see Joe, he's getting in the backseat. He's like, what's that smell? Dude, what's that smell? And, and Jordan had pissed in a, in a jug in the car. So I thought maybe it spilled That's or something. That's what I thought. Yeah. And, and I it, was like, how could it smell this that, bad? I, I didn't like, smell it. Piss. I didn't smell it at all. But then I see Jordan like, dude. And then he starts going, <laughs> he does it way better, obviously. Yeah, right. He does his Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> so dramatic. And then. And Jacob's kind of just like standing outside the car and he's just kind of like giggling. I'm like, Jake, what, what, what's going on? He's like, it's the fart spray. It's the, <laughs> it's the fart spray. David had bought liquid ass uh-huh. and it is the most putrid. $6 on Amazon. Check it out. Yeah, no shit. It is just terrible. And apparently, so we thought he had sprayed the car. My dad had sprayed the car. <laughs> well, we realized down the road about two miles later, he had sprayed Jacob's shirt and God the damn. smell wasn't going away. It smelled so bad. It was so, yeah, and full it, of puke it, it's, everywhere. Yes, yeah, yeah. So he opens the door and just blows it all. I mean, he had it's four, that bad of a smell. He had four beers at lunch, but he <laughs> blew it all over the parking lot. And of course, your dad just squealing. Everyone's dying yeah. laughing. And, uh, but we got the last laugh. So then. As we're at that gas station right outside town, we're ha 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 talking about it. So you sneak those, the the gay porn butt plug one onto their van, and so and that was pretty much the last stop till we got to the border to the yeah U.S. Canada border. And so we're getting ready. We're debating whether or not to tell them, uh, like beforehand. Uh, so we're like, no no no, let's just wait till we get like two cars back to where like. They're not gonna want to get out because that looks sketchy. Weird. Yeah, you don't like, want to. Who's who's running doing a Chinese fire drill like right before the border in an international border? Yeah, that's not. You don't do that. Well, and these so, guys are all hard asses. Like you know, they're intimidated. Well, Every time any, I go to an, into a new country, I'm in, for some reason I'm intimidated. Yeah, they're just that's their job. Any border police is just crazy right. intimidating. Like, what the fuck are you bringing across the border? Right. What are you doing here? Uh-huh. What's the purpose of your stay? Uh-huh. What do you how got long, back there? Yeah. How long are you staying? And there's no smile. Right. No like. Oh, so how was your trip? It's just no. What do, What do you got? Yeah. And uh, which I guess there's no no time for bullshitting. But anyways, there t- were two cars out. And you roll down your window to David. Because we came up parallel with him. Uh-huh. And you, what did you say to him? I was like, hey, David, 
I like your stickers. Yeah, and he knew. He right. knew because he bought the stickers. He bought, yeah, and he bought them, and he just like kind of like looked away for a second, and like you just see that look of just, like a little smirk, but just like, ah, oh, fuck. fuck. <laughs> yeah, just like because it. when you go to the border, they they have these cameras set up to look at your license plate. Uh. And these stickers were right all surrounding the license plate. Right, right. So he's just like, fuck. Because we, we always have to get out of the, our car because we have a carrier that oh, covers right. the license plate. So I knew, like, and then, the, but it was at that point, it was just too late. Right. Me. And he knew it. And that yeah. was the best part. So that was funny. So now, tonight, just right before we did this, so back to that liquid ass. So we make Jake do this, uh, uh, this, uh, he becomes the Trojan horse, is what we called it. So we, it's us, we got three cabins set up, but like our, the crew we came up with has two and then the other guys have one. And I guess uh, you come every year. So there's, you know, these prank battles kind of that go back and forth, whether it's more serious or than not. But anyway, so Steve, you know, he got the big fish this year. So now it's, it's, it's a vengeance. Yeah. So no Hanson has ever won the big fish contest. Besides this year. I know. And so, so we load so so he gets the money. So Jake's gonna go take him the money, and uh, he is. So we're gonna. So we douse Jake in this shit, this fart spray, which Jacob has not showered in a week. So it's adding to his scent already. But everyone knows he hasn't showered. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah, everyone knows he stinks already, or it should stink. <laughs> yeah. And so he takes over the money, which you also sprayed. Yes. And so what we also did was we put on the voice memo on his iPhone, put it in his pocket so he could hear it. And so he's, you know, walking up and they're like, oh, hey, Jake, you, you want a beer? Oh, yeah, yeah, I got your money. And he goes to pull it out and you hear him go, oh, fuck, because he drops it. And like you, he, you can hear he's nervous a little bit. You got to know Jacob, though, to really get the whole like, right, like right. the feeling of like just hilariousness of this story. Right. But I mean, regardless. Right. And so he's getting up there. And so we're we listen to this afterwards and they're just like, Jesus, buddy, you stink. <laughs> Jesus, you stink. And so. <laughs> And he's like, you can hear him. He's like hugging on him and just like, all right, well, I'm just coming to say goodbye. And here's your money. And like, you can hear Steve counting. And he didn't, everyone else is saying stuff, but you can hear Steve just, you know, he's thinking it, but he's trying to be polite. <laughs> well, we get two guys. Yeah. But while, while he's still over there, two guys come over and they're like, <laughs> they're like, cause there was another prank earlier in the week with a fake turd. Oh and, yeah. And they're like, did you put that turd in Jake's pocket? <laughs> They're like, no, and that turd doesn't even stink. It's just a piece of plastic. Right, and they're, right. they're like, dude, you guys need to tell him to shower. <laughs> he smells terrible. Oh, okay. And they had no idea. And we no got idea. them a little bit more. But so they're God. sitting over here. And yeah, and so then he comes back and we listen to it. And he just, and then they go back and Steve's just. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I, he just, he's like, God damn, Christopher, you need to make sure he takes a shower. His parents can be pissed. <laughs> he just kept hugging on he me. He just kept on hugging me. <laughs> little did we, he know he, our little Trojan horse was in our whole job. Yeah. So brought the, brought the smell to him. So, all right, man, well, we did it. Uh, this is the, the live from Ontario one. I'm glad we did this. Mm -hmm. Finally, this is the last thing we had to do. We got to be up in uh, four or five hours. Four and a half hours. So we got a, a long drive to see the ba babies. babies and baby mama. So yep. uh, gals were coming. So Miss uh, you. All right, man. Well, this was fun, and uh, we'll be back here sometime, I'm sure. Cheers. So, all right, everybody. So this was uh, live from Ontario. 
part one. So be looking out for part two here in a day or two and prepare your moral constitutions because it's going to be something else. So be ready for that. Yeah.